The Big Bets on Campus podcast is presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and they've got a great sign-up offer for our listeners. New WinBet patrons who open an account and deposit $20 or more can make their first bet risk-free up to $1,000. That's right. If you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, that bet is risk-free up to $1,000 in eligible states. To get started, all you have to do is click on the Action Network link in this episode description. Okay, let's get things started. All right, here we go. What's up, Degenerate Nation? Welcome to the Big Bets on Campus. Week 6, college football betting recap. And week 7, look ahead. I'm stuck in with me, as always, is Colin Wilson. Agree or disagree with the decision to go for two? Absolutely, 100% agree. I think we're going to hear that in the voicemails. Woo, pig suey. This was one of the best college football slates as far as how games ended I've ever seen. I mean, when you have Michigan and Nebraska that went down to the end and ended like you and I predicted and me preaching to everybody, do not take two and a half, make sure you get three. I mean, there was at least seven games came down to the wire and there was so much. All the high profile ones. All the high profile ones. And there was so much in this sandwich that we didn't get to how close UTSA and Western Kentucky was. So, I mean, it was just a loaded slate. It was beautiful. I was just telling you before we started recording this. And by the way, we haven't listened to voicemails. I tweeted out last night our message from our producer that just they're amazing. So I'm really looking forward to it. There's 13 minutes and 41 seconds of voicemails. So we'll let that guide the show. But I was just telling Colin before we started recording that the at our, our bar last night, the bonding experience with LSU fans, about like 15, 20%. They were awesome. And they, they by the way, my wife, I sent a, I tweeted a picture of my wife in an LSU jersey. Like they were somehow these LSU fans got all the bartenders, uh, they got everyone to have the LSU the jersey swapped. And then like behind the bar, all the people were wearing LSU jerseys. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> but the, the, the bonding experience over Alabama losing to a walk on quarterback was awesome because. And this is what I was yelling at everyone. Well, number one, Alabama lost. Everyone always loves that. But Kentucky beats Georgia next week, the number one team in the country. Just saying. And I was mostly mainly, mainly excited because Alabama let under 11 and a half, baby. As I said before the year, Alabama loses at Texas A&M. <laughs> Never thought it was actually going to happen this week, but it did. Uh, I tweeted out, imagine going to the Port Nish's Groves prom a couple months ago, and now you're about to take your first ever college snap in a tied ball game against Alabama. His dad found that tweet and favorited it. So no way. <laughs> yeah, it's so That's amazing. Yesterday was unbelievable. I can't wait to dive into these voicemails. I pride myself. I mean, obviously, this is what I do for a living. I, I pride myself on knowing every roster and like it's Alabama to them, right? Like I should know the Texas A&M backup quarterback. Someone so Calzada goes down, and then 
a tw- random Twitter follower I met that night goes, who's the bat? Who's coming in now? And I said, I don't, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't, it's a, has to be a freshman. I just know there was two freshmen that were competing and then it comes up walk on. I'm like, wow. And then Jimbo let him throw. And that was wild. All right, let's get to the voice boss. Bad beats, back doors and miracle covers. However you're feeling, we want to hear from you. You have reached the voicemail box of the Big Bets on Campus podcast. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Leave a message after the bleep. Woo, pig suck my f***ing con. Hotty toddy, baby. you. Woo, pig cover. Right. Yeah, I, I'm ready to listen to the rest of the Razorback. I know I'm included in this. I'm I'm ready to listen because I listen. Your grandma calling again, right? Your every number cover. Again? Yeah, my grandma is about to call in, but it, it, every number cover. So I don't want to hear any old hotty toddy bullshit. All right, it's about money, and we cover. Uh, by the way, I I I had zero dollars on that game, and it was just on the it was just on a side TV as I was like sad watching Oklahoma and thinking about us on the pod talking about Oklahoma which eventually all worked out. But I'm watching this game. I'm like, this Arkansas game is the most boring game I've ever watched. I'm like, why didn't I bet this under? It was like 0-0 in the first quarter. Now, two quarters later, turn around, it's like 48-48. And I'm like, well, I'm glad I didn't bet this bet under. But that game started out so boring. It was just Ole Miss running it, Arkansas running it, it, it and then nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden, it just blew up out of nowhere. It, Everyone just kept score trading, score trading, score trading. You would not even believe that I actually tweeted out at one point, at 55, we're buying the over. It was like live lining around 57 and a half. It's <laughs> like at 55, we're buying the over. And then boom, crazy. Yeah, it was insane. All right, let's keep going. Well, I'm a Collins grandma, and again, here we go. Arkansas lost but one little point. It was just hard to take, I'll tell you. It's really hard to take. But I will say this. They got a great team, Arkansas, has to get that close. But, I mean, it was heartbreaking to watch this. I mean, I'm really disappointed. This is a boomerang. Bye. Is this your grandma on your mom's or dad's side? Is it Miss Wilson? Mom, as my mom's mom, and uh, my you know, what is, what is her last name? Or uh, ma'am? How oh, would, we, how would uh, I address we, her? Family calls her Grammy. Grammy is what family calls. Grammy. Her. Grammy Sue. Grammy, you got to call in. Grammy Sue, you got to call back in next weekend because you're wiser than me. You told me never bet against Alabama. That's why I didn't bet Texas A&M this weekend, and then they lost. Costing me money, Grammy. All right. This is Colin Wilson, co-host of BBOC. Generally, I'm very calm on the podcast. That was the ballsiest move I've ever seen in my life. Sam Pittman drains clock, scores a touchdown. KJ Jefferson, Traylon Burks, Warren Thompson. What did Sam Pittman do? Just throws up the two fingers. Doesn't even flinch. Lane, sweat, his balls off. He didn't know what to do with Arkansas. We are a football program. We're just as good as our basketball team. Just as good as our baseball team. Arkansas is a force in the SEC. Sam Pittman, unbelievable game to get back in it, to stay in. Great call by Sam Pittman. Throws up the fingers. The biggest balls. Throwing his two fingers up in the air. How about those Arkansas? Man, I thought I thought I uh, had some alcohol yesterday. This is what three two thirty. I love the passion after a loss. By the way, I thought the gods 
were going to give us the Arkansas win and then give us Lane Kiffin in back-to-back weeks being an absolute clown. He started, I mean, he started celebrating and then he says, oh, wait, there's one second left? As someone with no money rooting for you to win, I was like, wow, there's no way that Arkansas doesn't score here now. And then they did. And I was like, come on, give us the two for Colin, for Grant yeah. Sue, and then for Lane Kiffin celebrating before the game was over. But uh, yeah, you got to love the decision. You're playing the Ole Miss defense. Yeah. It didn't work out. But I think that's uh, you have an over 50% chance of getting the two there. You're on the road. You were six foot underdogs. Go for the win there. You just scored. So yeah, I agree. I love the decision. I mean, for them to under, I mean, think about two years ago, we lost North Texas. The program was lost. I mean, just completely lost. We would have never be, even been in a game like this. We would have never made the right calls. We never would have had key plays. And this coach, you know, knows how to manage a clock. And then the second that we score, he knows if we get into overtime with Matt Corral, we're finished. So what does he do? Two fingers up in the air. If we're going to go out and we're going to lose to do it that way on our terms, trying to end the game with a two-point conversion on the road, I, I love it. Moving on. Colin, suck that wildcat bitch. Uh, looks like Kentucky's hitting the team total over already. We're six games in, walking out of the stadium. Easiest money of literally all time. What is this, like five, six straight years on the Wildcats over? Stoops is literally the best coach in the country. Sam Pittman, yeah, loses to Lane Kiffin. Jesus Christ, Stoops is so much better than Sam Pittman. Get the f*** out of here, Colin. Hey, we'll see you in Atlanta. <laughs> Uh, I think this is someone I write. I, I my barbell last last night yesterday was I think uh, five hundred and fifty dollars, and I get half off. I'm just buying Twitter followers drinks, um, <laughs> and then obviously I had a lot myself. But I met so many people from Twi- people that were visiting from Baton Rouge. I think I ran into this guy. I love the passion. I was like, Yo, I called another voicemail. Play? Are you gonna play it? Are you gonna play it? Don't jinx Kentucky. By the way, they're six and zero. They're they're win total seven. Now they're going to lose out. Moving on. Uncle Mitch, I need you to put this in here. I'm calling for a one-week suspension for Colin. I mean, the audacity to put Arkansas basketball in the same breath as Kentucky basketball and say they're going to win outright. They're going to win outright, Colin. They're going to win outright. Well, guess what? You went for two, you didn't get it. And then they'll have the uh, double audacity to bet LSU first half, LSU plus three and a half. They never had a chance buddy they never had a chance oh sec your sec guy sec arkansas razorbacks collins talking arkansas football you know nothing about your team you know nothing about my team baby you should be banned for life from the podcast a lot of alcohol was consumed in uh it sounds like in lexington and in uh tulsa where you are and in uh pretty much everywhere across the country it sounds like any response there What's funny is my phone call came like at two o'clock in the afternoon. It wasn't even nighttime. Like I was calling in the middle of the OU Texas game. I was calling. I, I wasn't even that lit. I was just pumped. But, you know, I mean, I'm not going to make excuses. Probably worst call. I mean, worst call I had written down was Southern Miss. I was I couldn't figure out why UTEP was minus two on the road. And then I feared I saw you Southern Miss's walk on freshman quarterback about how bad of a situation that was. But maybe the worst call on the day was LSU. I know Kayshawn Booty was carted out. I know uh, Ollie Gay on the defensive line got, you know, got was out of that game early with an injury. I got I'm staring at Kentucky's numbers here. A 72% success rate and standard downs. They average 7.5 yards in standard downs. I mean, Kentucky just ran all, all over them. And this passing offense, I mean, I, I, give, I give credit to Kentucky. I mean, LSU passed 42 times. They didn't even meet national average and success rate. 
It had no bite to it. Only three passes over 20 yards. And uh, LSU's in deep trouble, deep, deep trouble. So, uh, yeah, bad call by me uh, going in on LSU. I thought it was a good spot after Kentucky had the big win over Florida. Uh, not a single person from Baton Rouge that I talked to last night said that Beto's not done. It was just a matter of does he is he done this week or is he just a lame duck through the end of the year? But I think that, that was uh, the last hurrah for the Ed O show. By the way, you want to do best call, worst call, bet regret now. My best call by the day, obviously, New Mexico State, plus 31. Touchdown on the last play of the game, the cover. I just got – I said – I looked at that game, and then I said, nope, it's done. I, I don't know where it was on TV. It was, you know, it was late. It was like one one thirty, And then I just got a notification of the check mark, and I said, what? Uh, but I'll go best call. Honestly, it wasn't even that great of a bet, but it was Oklahoma. Just everything went against them. Talked about how their offense was going to be back. They – they had almost 700 total yards. Their run game finally got unleashed. And I don't know what's going to happen with Spencer Rattler. He might end up transferring. I think he's going to wait to see if he's named the starter or not this week. But, yeah, I'll go – yeah, we'll go Oklahoma, best call. Worst call? Actually, you know what? Best call, so i got to call you out. My best call was Navy. Stop fading Navy as two touchdown – two – we love the troops. Two touchdown underdogs. Uh, who's Navy play next week? They're plus 14. You know what? Right, right when it opens up, come through in the app, maybe plus 14. You know, that game ended so, seven, and it was some sort of bullshit TD in there, right? There, there was like a, a defensive pick six in there. So, doesn't matter to me. Uh, <laughs> maybe plus 14 all day, every day. Uh, worst call of the day, uh, I'm going to go Iowa. And they covered. Go Iowa. I mean, I feel really bad. I would just want to bring this up because I feel bad for Penn State backers. Uh, watching that game early, I'm glad you got your, you got your over. Got my Iowa, but I, I had the under at under 42, you know, midway through the second, I say, all right, I'm just rooting for the under now. I, I was done. And then Clifford gets hurt. And I know that he had two picks. He wasn't killing it, but he was moving the offense and they run like a very complex offense. So I told everyone, you know, I said, we're, we're betting Iowa second half. We just got to confirm that Clifford is out. And then it was obviously disaster. like that one drive when Roberson or Roberts, I forget his Roberson. I think he came in. Like there was like three false start penalties in a row. And then you're like coming in in that environment in a complex offense, just the tough situation. So I, I really thought that Penn State was going to cruise to that victory until the Clifford injury. So uh, it was nice to be on the side of some Iowa voodoo, Iowa podcast, baby. Any thoughts on that game? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the over. I mean, I, I said the key number was 41, and that's where you want to start looking at the over. But, I mean, there were no touchdowns. I thought it was easily going to cash, and the, there was no touchdowns in the second half whatsoever. You know, the Iowa offense, we gave him credit on the podcast, and uh, it's legit. It actually has an identity now. It's not uh, something that was suffering from a passing perspective or a running perspective. I mean, Goodson is fantastic, and uh, Petrus has got five targets that he loves, and he's just going to hammer over and over. And, you know, Penn State was playing a clean ball game, and Sean Clifford was uh, – you know, playing a clean ball game and who knows what Penn state could have been this year without that injury. I'm not going to sit here and get on the whole, Oh, there was all these turnovers for Iowa. It's almost expected or, Oh, they punted to the one yard every time it's almost expected, but you know, that's, that's what an Iowa box score is these days. By the way, North Carolina, how terrible is that team? Lost by 10 at home to Florida state, that North Carolina Miami game next weekend. What a game that one's going to be. What is there's a bunch well, I don't of know. Sam how a bunch of Sam, how Heisman tickets being thrown in the trash the last two weeks. Bet regret for me. Every gambler knows that feeling. Let's talk bet regret. I have to get in front of it and say it. UTEP 
Yeah. And we're going to hear from him. I, mean, I, don't, I actually don't know, but I assume. Moving on. Oh, here, here, here. My name is Coach O, and I wear my persistent purple shirt, but I'm going to take it off and wipe my ass with it to signify how bad my team is playing because we are playing like shit. Is there any worse team in college football than our team? Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Max Johnson, eat a fucking Easy cap moving forward. Yvetto is still the coach of LSU. Because he obviously has just an issue with colors. Anytime he plays a team with sissy blue shirts on, fade LSU. Moving on. Here we are in the bayou. And Colin, you called it. You said terrible spot for Kentucky. Worst spot. Worst spot for Kentucky. You know what the f-ing score is right now, Colin, as I'm sitting here holding my f-ing. A billion to seven. You hear me? Colin, cap better, buddy. Let's f-ing go. Ryan Kelly, you redfish Irish f**k, you f**king sucker. You had no business, A, winning that game, B, covering, f**k you, leprechaun mother I'm talking silent because I'm in a f**king, I'm in the house with in-laws and f**king, you f**king mother you lost from start to finish, you f**king mother I would f**king f**k you if I could, you Fucker. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck the Irish. Fuck every fucking foreign leaf clover I ever fucking see for the rest of my fucking time being you motherfucker. Peace out. Fuck you. Yeah, that can suck. Like, just go for it on fourth and one. You win the game. It's against the Notre Dame front. I, I would bet it a million times over. Uh, like I said, Iowa was lucky. I cast that. That was um, this note and this Notre Dame team stinks, man. We got to talk about them again. Like they they stink. They steal every game. Uh, it was awful. I don't even want to talk. I, I'm not giving Notre Dame any more time, dude. No, it, Notre Dame under stinks. Notre Dame under nine was the first thing I wrote up. First thing I bet it could be zero and five, coast to coast, zero and, and six. Yeah, and I'm, I'm done talking about these guys. I'm, I'm uh, just so tired of it. Gross. Listen here, you. Oh yeah, let's take Virginia Tech. I fucking took Notre Dame because you are a fucking moron. I've lost every fucking bet I've done with you guys for the last three weeks. It's unbelievable. Do I take all your bets? Hell no. The ones I do choose, I lose. So I said, okay, I need to get my money back. <laughs> You've already lost me all my 12 p.m. games, you stupid idiot. So today I said, all right, I'm going to go against every fucking play in the evening. That was only two bets, by the way. I did a two-team parlay. I took Kentucky on my own, not on your f-ing dumbass bitch. And then I took Notre Dame because I'm f-ing dunk and I don't give a f-ing. And guess what? We f-ing won. You f-ing lost. I hope you lose your f-ing girlfriend, your wife, whatever the f you have, your house, your job. This is your job. Oh my God, you lost it. You suck. Dude, you, you get, get out of the house. Come, come to the lesson, man. Come to the bar. I'll get, I'll get, you, get you a drink and we can go to Keeneland. Get some joy in your life. And by the way, what were you doing at noon? The only game we had was. Uh, the main game we have is Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, just uh, you sound miserable, man. I finished way in the green with a with a high winning percentage. Yeah, I had a winning day too. I got. Yeah, what what the hell is this guy talking about? And if you're going to randomly pick and choose, don't call in and bitch when you lose. If you just want to be a picks guy and open it up and then pick and choose out of what Stucky and I have on the app, and then call in and bitch about what you did hit and what you didn't hit and when you faded and when you didn't, it's not about. Please the do, please do. Yeah, and sure, funny. go ahead and do that. But if you want to be a picks guy, fine. It's always an interesting thing with that. On a, on a college football podcast through the whole year, if 58% of the things I say are correct, an amazing year 
An unbelievable year. Probably not attainable at my volume. Let's go 55. Like 45% of the things I say are going to be wrong. So sorry. You got to pick pick better, man. What were you doing at noon? We had Oklahoma. In Arkansas. One of, the, one of the most exhilarating covers I've ever had in my life. Because I, my state of mind was last year in overtime. I was like, I cannot do overtime Texas, Oklahoma again. So I said, give me the field goal. And then he breaks it. And then once he committed, there were, he had to go. Because you go down, the clock was going to run out. Kennedy Brooks, I love you, man. And then you called that. Look, I called the offensive line, running game, and then you were like, give me the kid in there. And uh, at the first play he came in, he ran for 70-yard touchdown. Amazing game. That Oklahoma would look dead, and then that switch, and it was awesome. Awesome game. At I don't even know how to unpack that Oklahoma game. Man, this is really a bad beat. I got an early ticket, parlay, 10 picks. Texas, Texas over. Ole Miss, Ole Miss over. Tennessee, Tennessee over. Michigan State minus four and a half. Ohio State minus 22. Baylor minus two and Baylor on. The day that Baylor want to put up 45 punts over and under 44, they want to put up 45. A 10, a straight 10 for a late early, all early game. Oh, my God. Baylor. Yeah, by the way, Baylor, I threw West Virginia in uh, the round robin. Domination by Baylor. Complete. I was watching that game early. I, I didn't see that Baylor output coming either. So that sucks, buddy. Jeff Grimes got Bohannon going. That, I mean, I, we got to pay attention to that down there. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Colin uh, sucks. It's, it's John from Long Island, and here I am. I had to leave the house. I couldn't f-ing sit on my couch anymore watching f-ing Texas get this f-ing game away. You're 28 to f-ing 7 in the first quarter. You're 14 nothing in the first two minutes. How do you f-ing blow this game? You're up 18 points late in the third quarter. Now you're losing? Are you f-ing kidding me, Steve Sarkeesian? Keep watching that f-ing clock line. Unbelievable. Horrible. What a bunch of f***ing losers. They will never be back after this. I saw Vince Young in the tunnel. They should have just put a f***ing uniform on him and had to play quarterback in the second half. What a joke. I'll, I'll let you uh, kiss up your guy Sark a little <laughs> bit for uh, in a second. But I'll, I'll say that I, Texas, I think, is on the right track to being back. They found a worthy. What a day. I didn't think that he was capable of doing that. Uh, the OU defense obviously has problems on the back end. Texas took advantage. Texas has an offense, man. I mean, mm-hmm. all they need to do is figure out the defense, and they have the coordinator to do it. It's the third coordinator, third defensive coordinator in three years. Give them time. Give that defense time. The offense is there. Texas is going to be back soon. Probably the most crystal clear projection I've made the entire season was to say that the Texas defense – was going to be the difference here and struggle and that Caleb Williams was the difference maker. And the reason why I'm betting a lot on OU and why I doubled up uh, when Spencer Rattler, by the way, who finished up 31% success rate in passing uh, Spencer with, Rattler, a, with an awful fumble. That with, almost with turnovers, the game. Yeah. Early turnovers. And when, and you saw a live bet come in on Oklahoma, even though I'd already bet Oklahoma, I was ready to get in more because I knew the Caleb Williams wave was going to come. And when I look at these numbers, Oh, 
goodness, Texas defense. I mean, yards per play, yeah. Oklahoma was 9.1 yards per play when they ran the ball. They ran the ball and averaged 9.1 yards. So Stucky was right about the run blocking, about the running backs. They took off. And listen, we were right on the handicap about Texas. They what averaged- was their total yards? What did they finish, 698 or something? Yeah, I, 662 total yards. In regulation, no overtime this year. In regulation, no overtime. And when I look at Texas's offense – I gave Sark all the love on the podcast and said, Casey Thompson, all the love and that I believe in them. And in standard downs, they average 9.4 yards per play. That's insane. Insane. Nine point. What is wrong with Oklahoma's defense? You allowed Texas 9.4 yards. So, yes, the Sark offense is on fire. They had uh, a third. They see a first down every standard down. Yeah, so the average national, the national average for explosive drive percentage is 12%, like one or two possessions per game. They – a third of Texas's possessions were explosive drives. They were out of their mind great on offense yesterday. It's just that Caleb Williams was the difference. And listen, just to unpack everything that's going on with OU, because I don't know where we're going with this. I mean, we're still undefeated. It's still national championship and all this. But you look at Spencer Rattler's numbers yesterday. I mentioned 31% success rate throwing, only 112 yards and INT. Just And then coming out and then going and coming in for that two-point conversion – rolling him out and not letting Caleb Williams run that two-point conversion. And then at the end of the game, if you didn't check Twitter, didn't know what was going on, Holly Rowe tried to interview Caleb Williams and apparently had him teed up. And Lincoln Riley said, no, you are not allowed to talk to Caleb Williams. And Holly Rowe had to apologize to Caleb Williams and said, I can't give you a post-game interview. So I don't know what Lincoln Riley's deal is with Spencer Rattler. Just let him go. Let him go. I don't know what the depth is behind Caleb Williams, but why are we protecting Spencer Rattler so much? If the entire team hates him because of the NIL deals and because of the prima donna attitude, which is all just assumption here, I'm not saying that exists. Yeah. But if that's Matthew going Ford on, the same stuff. He parties too much. Yeah, and get him out. I watched QB one. Him like Tate Martell. They didn't. They they seemed like just spoiled in a way. Like you had guys like Sam Hartman, Justin Fields, who made it. Like they yep. just seemed level headed and humble. And if you say. Rattler's not the guy. This is a guy that was Heisman height, number one. You can't have him on the sidelines if he's not going to, you know, encourage the new starter and encourage his teammates. It, it would just be a cancer to the team. Uh, so it's a, it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. They host TCU, who finally figured it out, too. So interesting game we'll talk about later this week. Moving on. What the f- Texas? I'm walking around work, watching the game on my phone. All of a sudden, I look down, and Oklahoma – has a lead, a touchdown lead. What the f- Texas? They're up by a million. F- you, Texas. I'm so glad Oklahoma covered, miracle cover. I'm just mad that we're going to have to hear you say Rattler when it's a Rattler. There's no D, Stucky. It's R-A-T, Rattler. There's no D, boys. You're right. There's absolutely no D on Oklahoma. I, I enjoy the... Ference, Ference, and the Rattler, Rattler, and the El Pasos and the Missouras. All right. Thank you for pronunciation, please, for calling in. Moving on. Just when you think that the future for Alabama under an 11 and a half wins is dead, who comes through? Zach Calzada. Take the sound clip of Zach Calzada. Never again. Put it in the Louvre. Put it in the Louvre. I swear to God. Zach Calzada never betting him again. I swear to God. Hang it in the Hall of Fame. Thank you, Zach Calzada, who played well somehow, but he didn't win the game. Uh, the walk-on won the game. I don't know. It's a game I'm going to watch this week. I was just watching it 
casually and then started paying attention. I had the other, I was, you know, trying to watch Nebraska and attack. And then I, I was like, wow, this Texas A&M is real. And then I started, so I was looking at the numbers. I was like, wow, Calzada must be playing. Well, I got to go back and watch it. I don't know what happened to Alabama. I was happy Calzada came through for Alabama under 11 and a half. I was rooting on the kid and then the walk on. I was going to save this for my best call. So my best call, you know, on the BBOC live show, I took uh, Alabama, Texas A&M in the first half over. They had 24 points after the first quarter. And it was really just, you're not going to do a grind of a game with Brian Robinson. You're going to go to the air and let Bryce Young sling it. And I had no clue that Zach Calzada was going to help us out, uh, get that first half over. So Texas A&M had an answer for everything. A-Shane, Can you give us a box score? What happened? Like, what? Yeah, I mean, from a post-game win expectancy, Texas A&M finished up 58%. So they should have won the game. If you look at things like, you know, like standard downs, uh, Texas A&M was a yard better than Alabama over, you know, 41, 61 plays. Uh, if you look at the stuff rate, Texas A&M was actually stuffed on 40% of their runs by Alabama. That is way above national average of 30%. So Alabama did a good job of, of stopping the ball, but it, it just it really came down to Texas A&M had explosive drives like they haven't had that all season. And Calzada could not hit the broadside of a barn. That's changed. Yeah, like you're going to improve over time. You're going to get used to the offense. I was like, he's terrible right now and he will be terrible until further notice. Now he proved that he might not be. We saw it with Trevor Lawrence, right? Like looks a little more comfortable now in the NFL. We saw it with Justin Fields. He had we had the Bears had 40 total yards in a game. The next week he won and looked more comfortable. Like there's so there comes a point where you're a new offense, you know, you're a rookie or a freshman, you'll look you'll look more comfortable. Having it happen against Alabama, I mean, okay. Like well, uh pretty impressive. So uh good for Calzada and I hope he's okay. The offensive line that you and I talked about that had so many injuries and problems, they stood up at least against Alabama. And, you know, now the top targets on the team are actually getting their share and Calzada's got in rhythm with them. The handicap that I had a couple of weeks ago, it's finally here. I was, it was just, it was stalled. All right. Sitting on my back porch after watching Zach Calzada march the Ags down the field. How do you like Jimbo's nuts now there, Colin? What up? I like his nine-year contract for however many million guaranteed. Gigum Ags. We, we were rooting for Texas A&M, by the way. Like, I, we're, now those some were Bama fans. People are calling and controlling us. Yeah. Gigum. Oh, this is a Zach Calzada yeller, the screamer. <laughs> Calzada? Love this guy. Hey, guys. This is uh, Tyler from Dallas once again. My weekly Zach Calzada call. But guess what? The tables have turned, gentlemen. Did you think that Nick Saban and the number one team in the country was going to come into Zach Calzada's, Zach Calzada's house and beat them? No. No. People are calling for Jimbo's head all week. Absolutely not. Zach Calzada, this was his Heisman moment. Someone find me Zach Calzada Heisman odds. Harry, get, get a runner out in Vegas. Find me a ticket. Hi, yes. This is minor mother effing nation. And I am calling on Friday night, October 8th, to tell you guys that Biff Tannen just stopped by from the future. And the miners are going to cover minus two tomorrow, October 9th, 2021, easily. So just so you guys know, Biff came by so you guys can go back to your podcast of Might Be a Lot as opposed to minor mother effing nation from the future.
you know, clearly, totally in lock. Beach House number two may be on his way. Minor Nation. Mother f***ing Nebraska. Are you f***ing kidding me? It's only halftime, and I I don't know that I can even watch the second half of this game. I mean, how many times are we going to have to fall for this Scott Frost trap? That guy is trash. Your rankings next week, if I don't see Nebraska as a underdog on a neutral field to UConn, throw the rankings out the window. That, that's where I'm at with them. Are, are we forgetting that Scott Frost once said that he didn't think that he needed Joe Burrow to transfer to Nebraska because Adrian Martinez was better than him? Adrian f***ing Martinez. Guy looks like God Tommy DeVito out there. F***ing trash. Uh, by the way, extend Scott Frost. All that man does is cover games. I don't care if they lose every game by one for eternity. As long as they're catching over a field goal, I'm on them. They covered for us. I hope you had a good number. Typical Nebraska game. I, I wasn't even mad. All the mistakes are. I was like, all right, I expected this. It was nice. It was refreshing. I was like, all right, they made the special teams mistake. Cool. Expected it. Turnover. Cool. Expected it. And we had to overcome it. And they did. And they covered. Adrian Martinez, once again, uh, fumbles the ball on what could be a game. Uh, picked up and the opponent is able to kick a field goal. This has become so expected. We, you and I were on the BBOC live show yesterday and I told everybody Nebraska's fallen to two and a half. Do not buy that. Do everything you can to get a three. Uh, because, buy, buy it to three. Yeah, buy it to three. Out. Absolutely. Because this has become so predictable. But hey, corn is covering and I got a little secret for everybody. Although this podcast is going to come out after the lines. Nebraska's going to be a favor going to Minnesota, like minus one and a half, minus two. So this ought to be quite interesting week of betting. Buy it to three and a half. Pay minus <laughs> 300. <laughs> oh, by the way, Bodog Jim, the team's a fraud. Moving on. Stuck, Colin. I get that Zappy Hour's fun. I get it. I totally get it. He's a ton of fun, but holy sh! this defense is a joke. What is it, three weeks in a row? Tyson Helton? He punts the ball on fourth and short, and we're backing this guy? UTSA? Meek Meek? We're losing this game? Minus three? Come on. Can we put Zappy Hour to bed? I am happy that Western Kentucky – this happened. Every better knows this, that Western Kentucky lost because they are down six with late with the ball, and they ended up throwing a pick late. They can't cover minus three. So I'm rooting against you. You better not win by one if I have you minus three. But that was a wild game. Meet Meep going to the college football playoff? Meet Meep in Utah? The college football playoff? Who knows this year? Listen, this is the same handicap that Western Kentucky that we had at Western Kentucky against Army. They can't defend the rush whatsoever, and I knew Army was going to go up and down the field, and I was impressed that Western Kentucky was able to respond and get enough points in the second half to catch up. But the defense is progressively getting worse with the amount of po- over 30 points allowed to Indiana, a team that was offensively struggling, Michigan State doing whatever they wanted offensively, and now UTSA, 65% success rate on running plays. They were only stuffed in five of 37 rushing attempts. Western Kentucky, one of the worst rush defenses in the nation, but they respond. They're 69% in standard downs, and they're 52% in passing down success rate. They are an offensive juggernaut. They came up short here. A team like with Frank Harris and UTSA and Sincere McCormick, when you have a ground and pound like that, Western Kentucky is going to be playing catch up all day long. Now, they're not out of this Conference USA race. They're still exciting on offense, but, man, the the defense is progressively getting worse. Yep. All right, moving on here. Doc, I'm calling in here. No bad beats tonight. 5-0 and on the uh, G5 round robin. How dare you go against the f- 
fucking road runners. Meep, meep. Bailey, zappy, zappy hour. Not tonight. Let's go. Road runners. Hey, guys. It's Martin from Florida. You know, I took your advice. I'm calming down, you know. You can't get that riled up, except for the fact that you can't teach heart. You can't teach passion. You know why, guys? You know why, Stucky? You know why, Colin? You know why, Matt Mitchell, the legend? Because Buckeyes fight harder than everyone. You guys thought I was riled up last week? No, I wasn't. I was just, you know what? I was just hungry. Hungry for more. And the Ohio State Buckeyes are coming. And as Ed O said, <clears throat> we coming. Also, sorry, Colin. And also, Matt McMurphy. Love you guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about Ohio. We'll talk about Ohio State later. No one cares about Ohio State's win over Maryland, dude. Right, like, uh, the CJ Stroud Heisman numbers are. are I, Brett and I have been pimping CJ Stroud for a couple of weeks on the Sources podcast. The numbers are there for him. This schedule lines up great for him to get into Heisman contention. Ohio State's just going to train the, this schedule until they get to Penn State. So I'm saying the window on these Ohio State futures is is going to close real fast, and the and the CJ Stroud numbers are going to close real fast. So you know if you're if you're thinking about getting a Buckeyes ticket, in, you better get it fast. We'll deal with you later, Martin. Moving on. Currently watching SMU Neil on the fucking goal line. Here I am sitting with the over 55 and a half ticket, feeling feeling good. Total right at 55. Kneeling on the goal line, 42 points. In the first half, forty-two, unbelievable. That sucks. If you had fourteen. I forgot. I, I I had Navy plus fourteen and a half, so like it was never uh, an issue for me. But yeah, brutal, brutal ending. Duck, Colin, just wanted to call in and say fuck SMU for not covering against that ass Navy team. Like, how do you not cover? Oh, and suck, you don't even give me the whole oh, don't lay two touchdowns against the Service Academy triple option team bullshit. Jesus, I should have just donated my money to charity. It would have been more productive. Support the troops. And by the way, don't lay two touchdowns against the service academy. Moving on. <laughs> We're live from Tennis Stadium. We're not walking out. We're going from the concourse. Our Iowa Hawkeye podcast. Ducky, let's go, buddy. It's a Hawkeye train. Kirk Spence, we love you. Kneeling to punt. Holy what an ending. I got it right here, baby. Still an Iowa podcast. Always will be an Iowa podcast. Let's go, baby. <laughs> hey, Stuck. Hey, Colin. F*** you guys. I f***ing hate this f***ing fraud-ass Iowa team. You f***ing mother f***ing losers. That was the most fraudulent f***ing win I've seen in my whole f***ing life. Have fun celebrating that on the Monday pod. Loser, have a great loser ass life. This is the depression that just consumes you when you bet against Iowa. I am glad that I uh, I'm on the other side of it. Let's go. I'm running for mayor in Iowa City next year. Colin Stucky, this is Big Rob calling in from God's country, aka Coal Mountain, Georgia, in the heart of Bulldog Nation. Just wanted to let you know. Great pick today, Auburn plus 15, 16, whatever f***ing number you got it at. It didn't f***ing matter. The dogs were going to cover any f***ing number today, baby. Great call. Go f***ing dogs. Bo Nick season in full f***ing effect.
I actually don't blame Bo Nix. I think I would bet that again. No, um, I, the, the drop touchdowns, the yeah. drops were just uh, – I, I had some bad calls yesterday, as I always will. Be bad calls. I, I would bet – I think I would bet Auburn again. I don't know. I didn't hate I – I thought that Bo Nix was fine. The drops were just – the swings in that game on the drops were huge. Uh, and Georgia's the best team in the country. I've been saying that all year. I, I don't know what – you want more love from for Georgia? Look, I got them to make the playoff. I got them – to win the national championship, I think they're the best team in the country. Go dogs! Like I'm, I'm with you, bro. I just I took a number on Auburn and a couple drops. Bonex numbers looked a lot worse than they were, but congrats to them. I mean, I, I mean, I took 16 and a half. It closed 14 and a half. Okay, and I mean, I projected it at like 12 and a half, 13. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and rattle the closing line value trash can. I don't care about that. But there were points that were left out on the board. There was a turnover that resulted. And, and it was all, all that. It was still 24-10 going on the fourth. It was, it was like, okay, it was, yeah, shot. Like, and Bo Nix like, should have had points on the board at the end of the second quarter before halftime. I mean, that was robbed of a touchdown there. There's a missed call by the officials completely. on hold. Uh, they were holding the, the, the wide receiver down. Smoke Monday got ejected early. Smoke I mean, Monday was a huge loss. I mean, that went once, and, and I tweeted that out. I said, listen, this is a different game now that Smoke Monday's not there. Stetson Bennett started taking yep. shots down. Same. So yep. I don't I don't regret betting 16 and a half on open for a closing of 14 and a half on a number that was already inflated on Georgia. Now I can say this. It, I project- stop running the ball against Georgia is what I'll say. Stop <laughs> trying. They're the Bucks. Well, what's Just, Kentucky gonna do? To throw the ball. That's you have to throw the ball. They're going to lose is why. Kentucky, but, that spread's going to be 21. They ran it 29 times for 46 yards, Auburn. Why are you running the ball 29 times? Don't. They average 1.6 yards per rush or something. I don't, I don't even know the official stats, but I think they ran for under 50 yards and had like 30 carries. Just stop trying. People will figure that out with the Bucs. Like, just don't try to run. Um, but congrats to Georgia. All right. Great voicemails as always. You gave it to us good. That's what she said. It was a great weekend of college football. Like, going in, I was like, this slate isn't great. Whenever you think that with college football, it always delivers. And now, as a quick reminder to our listeners, the Big Bets on Campus podcast is presented by WinBet Sportsbook, and they've got a great sign-up offer for you guys this season. New WinBet patrons who open an account and deposit 20 or more dollars can make their first bet risk-free, up to $1,000. That's right. If you open a new WinBet account, make a qualifying deposit, and place your first bet within 10 days, that bet is risk-free, up to $1,000 in eligible states. $1,000? That's probably more than what Bo Nix is being paid just to drink sweet tea. But to take advantage of this win bet offer, just click on the Action Network link in the episode description. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All righty, let's get back to the show. Before we get out of here, let's go three and out. One, two, three. Let's make it a quick three and out. All right, we have it's an exciting announcement. Tuesday night football. Why wait for the weekend? Strap in your fun belts and get ready for Maction. It's midweek madness. Yeah, we are back. We've had just like one Thursday game, a couple Friday games, but we are back with Thursday night football. There's no, but at the time that we're recording this, there's no lines out right now. Uh, but on Tuesday. We have a team that I get messaged a lot about because we have the season win total under, and they keep escaping with ridiculous wins, and that's the Louisiana Rage Gages. We won't say his name. Scared money don't make money, you know? The head coach. They host Appalachian State. What do you project? Where are we going to be? Because you know where I'm going to be. I want to App State. The revenge from last year, the 
coach that we won't name on the sidelines. Uh, I've loved what I've seen from this App State team this year. This Louisiana charade ends on Tuesday night at Cajun Field, and I'm so excited to bet college football on Tuesday. What do you got here? What do you project? I will. Okay, so the projection is going to be App State uh, minus two I on the road, which I believe will take an unbelievable amount of Louisiana money. Uh, I we have I have yet to see other power ratings, but I'm pretty positive they're all going to be on the side of App State minus two or App State minus three. Uh, as we record this on Sunday morning, there are major discrepancies in the advanced analytics, believe it or not. Uh, first off, let's start off by saying App State is top 20 in special teams and Louisiana, of course, sloppy outside top 90. So big difference there. App State is 12th in the nation and finishing drives on defense. Not a strong point for Louisiana once they get past the 40-yard line. They have not been within the top 50 of getting points on the board. And more importantly, Chase Bryce seems to be healthy for this game. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of running attack, 57% in App State's uh, side. Uh, and then their top 30 in passing success rate. These are going to be problems for this Louisiana defense, which has gotten progressively worse this year. 117th in line yards, 96th in coverage. But bottom 10 in the nation, Louisiana is in tackling grading, which means that App State's going to be able to bust some explosive plays, which they have been able to do this year on the ground. Um, you know, flip it side to the other side, Louisiana, you look at what their strong point is a balanced attack with Levi Lewis going on. Uh, really, they're, they've turned into all explosiveness. I mean, they're outside the top 16 success rate on the ground and through the air. Uh, they really rely on explosive plays. But I cannot get behind a team who I'm staring at with Louisiana where they are 126 on defense and defending pass explosiveness. There are 114th and passing down success rate. This, this, this has App State written all over it. I think, I believe, now I might not hit this on open, because I believe there will be a lot of Louisiana love in the market for being a home underdog in this. So I may wait for an App State number. Uh, I don't think, I think people like me are going to want App State, but I think when the general public sees Louisiana at home as plus money, got to get into that. So I, I'm going to sit on this number for a while. I will not be in the App open. State. It's App State for me. Unless App State is uh, a three, over a three point favorite, uh, they get their revenge here. If you recall last year, they missed uh, – this Louisiana team runs like gods. It's, it's going to end soon. I think App State missed a 30-yard field goal to force overtime. Mm-hmm. Team that owned Louisiana. They've had this one circled. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, second down. Let's go to Thursday night. You can go to actionnetwork.com and the Action Network app, and we will have a write-up for Georgia, Southern, South Alabama. But uh, I will not – Board. I will not ruin your Monday morning by talking about that game right now. The other game, we're going to find out if, if uh, Colin is going to fade Navy again. Navy at Memphis. Thoughts? <laughs> well, first off. Can uh, we get Navy plus 14? Can they just put that line out again so I can bet it or no? Well, before we get to that, I, I, I just wanted to mention that, you know, the projected line on Georgia Southern South Alabama is going to be about South Alabama minus two and a half. They're number one in the nation in line yards, number one in the nation in defensive rushing success rate, and Georgia Southern, triple option team. So keep that keep that in mind. As far as Navy Memphis, this is going to be Memphis minus eight and a half projected. No lines have come out yet at win bet. Just give me 14 again. Is, the Memphis defense is terrible at defending the rush. They're will out. you bet Navy if the line comes out 14? Will you commit to that? 14 and a half, I will. 14 and a half, I will. These numbers are disgusting. I don't know. What are you staring at that you love so much? 
right? Like this, I mean, I'm looking at these numbers. Two things. 14, service academy. That's it. There's no handicap. It's, I, it. it's that simple. Navy you're, try, you're, trying to handy, you're trying to handicap Navy. You can't. Navy's dead last in PFF grading and coverage. What do you think Memphis is going to do with that quarterback? They're going to the air. I'm the quarter, I'm, if I'm the quarterback next week and Navy's plus 14, I'm betting on myself. Listen, Memphis is top 10 in passing success rate on offense. Navy is dead last in defending the pass. Don't know what to tell you. If it's 14, <laughs> I'll bet Navy. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, third down. This is, you know, we go off the voicemails on our recap episode on Sunday mornings. There's no script. So I don't, Kyle never knows what the third down is going to be. Today, who right now, I'll give you a minute to think about it if you need a minute. If you got to say right now to put your, your life is on the line, you either get this right and you live, if you get it wrong, you die. Who are the four teams that end up in the college football playoff? I'm pretty. I've got it. Georgia's in. Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Okay. Cincinnati. Wow. Zero love for UTEP. Sheesh. Yeah, no love for Um, Alabama either. I mean, we said that before preseason. Georgia's going to run over Alabama. But, and it'll be interesting. I mean, Alabama now can still get in. Yeah. Like, they have to beat Georgia, and then Georgia will still get in. It'll then Cincinnati gets left out. Like that's what would happen, you know. Uh, if Ohio State wins out, if Oklahoma wins out, Arizona State's the best team in the country, by the way. They're not, but I love saying that because I love that team. <laughs> Everyone's starting to slowly come on my bandwagon. All right, Colin, thanks as always for joining me. Thank you all for calling in and sweating games with us all weekend. Not enough to do giveaways. Please subscribe, rate, review. Tell a friend, tell an enemy, leave reviews. I want to give stuff away. We'll, we'll do it next uh, Sunday. And uh, appreciate every, all of you listening. It's time for us to go sweat some NFL while waiting for openers and get back to work to find some winners. We'll catch you all late Thursday night with the week seven betting preview. Make sure you check out our group of five episode as well. Midweek, those guys have been crushing it. And uh, let's go find some winners, Colin. Talk to you all later. Cheers. Peace out.